guys, and welcome to episode 3 of the Stay Home Dad podcast. My name is Peter, I am your host for today and for all other episodes. Today's topic is twins, which is obviously a very exciting topic, but I am no expert in twins since I don't have any. So I invited my good friend Lucy to join the party today because she is a very experienced twin mom who has two beautiful daughters and she's going to tell us all about it today. Hi Lucy. Hi, good morning. I met Lucy two years ago in primary school when Robert started to go to school and uh, her two daughters were in Robert's class and that was a match made in heaven because they are from Germany and they also speak English at home because Lucy's husband Kevin is Irish. Uh, So it was a perfect match because Robert also speaks German and English. Uh, So we got it off to a good start then and the kids uh, quite liked each other as well. So that was uh, a friendship born two years ago. And today she's going to tell us all about how it is to have twins. So let's uh, start at the beginning, I suppose. You were pregnant, and at some point you found out that it was not one, but two. How did that work? Well, uh, it was quite interesting. We were at the hospital, and they uh, did a regular scan, I guess. And uh, Was this like the first echo? Yeah, this was the first echo. It was at nine weeks, and uh, the doctor said, oh, one hard. And then there's another hard, uh, and that's how we found out. So. You're like, what, 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 what did you say? <laughs> yes, basically. Uh, my husband asked, what, a kid with two hearts? <laughs> oh, nice and naive. I like that. <laughs> yeah, so it was quite clear from the start, week nine, that we would have twins. Wow. Yeah. And I can imagine, uh, I mean, thinking back when we found out we were pregnant, we're like, all right, great, huh? let's do this. But then everything becomes double. How, how do you deal with that? Mm, yeah, so um, actually for us, or for me at least, for me it was quite important that both are healthy. Yeah. And that was the most important thing. And from there, we just rolled. And the thing is, when you have twins, you never have the option to just have one unless something yeah bad happens, of course. Yeah. But you just, you're just used to it. Fair enough. Well, I suppose, I mean, nine weeks is still very early in the pregnancy, right? So you have plenty of time to adjust to the idea of two. Yes. But was it was it a moment of like jump for joy? Like, oh, yes, we're going to have two or more like, oh, whoa, it's going to be two. It was a jump for joy, to yeah. be honest. Yes. Nice. Because we were anyway planning, well, as far as you can plan, but for two kids or for three. Um, but then that was set. So it was yeah. a jump for joy. Yeah. Yes. So, okay, that's nine weeks. You find out you have twins. What do you, what do, you do after that? Do you start like rethinking how you approach the pregnancy or? Absolutely. So uh, the gynecologist was very honest. So what they tell you is all the risks first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're identical twins. And there's a couple of risks with identical twins. There are a couple of different syndromes that can happen throughout your pregnancy. So we just got all the information on it. Does it also involve more tests? Uh, yes, a lot of tests, especially in the Netherlands. People are quite, you know, laid back here with all the echoes and everything. Mm-hmm. And I had so many echoes. It's insane. So, but I'm happy about it. So like, I'm not going to complain about it. The thing is... It is very different to what a Dutch woman in the Dutch health system would be used to being pregnant. Does it become um, like a medical case right away? Yes. Okay. So from from the word go, they're like, okay, we're going to do extra monitoring, extra tests, extra care. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Other than that, normal pregnancy? Yes. Like, luckily, like at the start, I was quite 
yeah, sick. The morning sickness, uh, typical. That would go on for like two months and then I was fine. And of course, I think the weight is a lot, yeah, it's a lot more weight from the start. Yeah. And the belly grows super fast. So um, people knew straight away I was having twins. Like <laughs> There was no hiding it. No. It's pretty clear at a certain point, especially that I was humongous. Like my, my husband used to call me the mothership. So yeah. For people, obviously you don't know Lucy, but Lucy is not the tallest person in the world. No. <laughs> so I can only imagine her with a giant twin belly. Yeah, it's like I'm 158, and it's yeah moving moving in bed at this, yeah at month eight was just insane. Initial. Yes. Did you go full term? No, I went 37 weeks, and then they induced labor because that what happens sometimes is that one of the twins is heavier and longer, and the other one would just not you know catch up. So they said, okay, we have to induce now. Okay, but up until that point, everything was fine. Yeah, totally. That's great. All right, so then birth is there, twins are there, and then suddenly it's the four of you. Yes. But did it, you stay in the hospital after? Yes, we had to stay for four weeks in the hospital. Wow, because they were smaller than ours. They were 2.1 kilos and 2.78 kilos. So on the was, small side? Yeah, on a small side. Is that also small for twins? That's quite regular for twins. Like I think 2.1 is quite light but yeah. like 2.78 is quite okay okay because we were actually talking before we started recording mm -hmm. that when jack was born he was uh, twice as heavy he yeah. was over 4.2 <laughs> so effectively you had the same weight but then divided over two kids yes exactly yeah so we were we were in the hospital for four weeks because what happens with um, preemies as you call them is that they their muscles uh, in the jaw are not as strong to drink milk ah. So they had to actually learn how to drink milk out of the bottle because they were really slow and the doctors want them to grow in a very, you know, regular way and they want them to gain weight, yeah. grow. And that just didn't happen that fast for them. So four weeks in the hospital was quite hard. Yeah. Um, but the... There was even a, like a male nurse at Katharina Sikkerhaus in Eindhoven, and it was great. He was great, especially for dads. You know, how do you change a diaper? How do you, you know, how do you hold the baby? That was great for my husband, and I was super thankful for it. And so you actually got all your sort of uh, pre-care once the kids there in the hospital. Yes. Okay. That was great. Like, cause they're like total pros and they're fast, they're effective. They were really caring and I, I was super happy with them. So we got a room in, so we had to wait only for one night and then we had a room with the kids and we could stay there one parent only overnight, but that was very helpful and they were just really great. Wow. Okay, and then at some point you go home with them, and then I suppose it's just like having one baby, but it's just double the work. Absolutely. Well, I cannot really compare because I don't know how it is to have one kid, but um, we already had everything set up. The room was ready. We had two cribs, everything in one room. And you have to just imagine when they wake up 
and have to drink milk. It's everything is stereo. When they yeah. once they start crying, it's together. Everybody cries, yeah. And when you change diapers, it's basically both of them because they're synced up, especially with drinking times. You know, every three hours having their milk. Yeah. Well, I suppose you have to sync them for your own sanity as well. Because if one drinks for an hour and then the next one comes for an hour and then the first one is hungry again, then you're constantly running around, feeding, changing, and doing everything at the same time. Yes, exactly. Well, the thing is, I, I learned, because I know other twin parents, that some people don't do that at all. They don't sync them up. Wow. But I needed that, because the thing is, my husband here in Holland, um, twin dads now get a week off from work. Uh, but at that time, it was three days, three days. I think. Yeah even for twins and um, he took another week off, but then he's straight back to work. So I needed him to be synced, synced. up because yeah, yeah. he had to work full time. And I did the night shifts, of course, because like I took off from work. I am a freelancer. I was at that point, I was a translator. So I decided to take a year off just to take care of the kids. Wow. Mm -hmm. So at one point um, you say syncing is important sort of in the, in the beginning. At what point did they start to, um, differentiate as people because obviously they're I mean they are identical twins fair enough mm -hmm. uh, but they're still their own person absolutely at, at what point did they start to sort of grow in their own direction because obviously I know the girls and they're they're quite different as yes. they are as, as similar as they are as well they were different from the start yeah yes um, Willow is sort of more like happy-go-lucky and still up to this day and Kira is more you know she tries something until she has it. Like she has that kind of persistence to her. And she was like that already as a baby and Willow as well. The way they would react to music would be completely different as babies. The way they dance to music, you know, like nodding their head or moving or that was already completely different. What stayed the same until this day is that they laugh the same way. That is true. Yeah. And they have a different voice. Like Willow's voice is a bit deeper mm -hmm. and Kira's voice is a bit higher. So you can... And of course, Kira was the smaller one. And until this day, she stays a little bit lighter and a little bit shorter. But yeah, yeah. not a lot. She's really catching up That's to good. Willow. So there's a lot of um, sort of, I would say, bad examples about twins where parents, you know, want to keep them very much the same they dress them up the same they have the same bag the same shoes everything the same uh, how do you handle that well we never did that um, because we didn't want it we said that we think they're two different people so yeah. we're gonna treat them like that they were born on the same day and they, of course they have a special bond um, but we were always in favor of them being individuals as well Interestingly, our families were shocked that we didn't take uh, the approach to really dress them as twins, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but we didn't care. We said, we're not going to do this. And today, they have days where they want to dress the same way, and yeah, it's totally fine. They do have stuff that is the same. Absolutely. And we have to buy stuff that's the same sometimes. Like, for example, with backpacks or with shoes, or they're quite specific about that if if they feel left out or if they feel the, the other one has something better, mm. there's no way it's not going to be the same. No, but would you then... Uh, so it's the same if they ask for it? Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, always. Like, and and not the other way around. Did you say, oh, you both have to have this pink one? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we always ask. And 
Yeah. So we're when we ask, they're usually either they go in two completely different directions. So one of them has a blue thing and the other one has a pink or red or whatever. And um, if we sometimes they just do the same thing, like they want both the pink or both the yeah. white or you know shoes or whatever. They're quite specific about those things. So you leave it up to them. Yes, hundred percent. How do you do it with um, with friends? Because obviously I've known the girls for two years now, and in the beginning they were in the same group, yes. um, in this first year after that as well. Uh, but then they split up. Yes. So I can imagine that was tricky. Uh, with classmates and friends and playdates, and that's, that's going to be more tricky in the years to come as well as they get older. How do you how do you handle that? This is a part that's quite hard to handle because they're quite jealous of each other's friends, and they have friends in common yeah. that they like and they play with. So there are fights. You know, they want to have the same friend or. You know, when they play together, three of them or four of them, there's always somebody who has to play with one yeah, yeah. friend or the other. Sorry about that. Um, so we try to give them space and really make individual play dates. So Kira can go to a friend and Willow at the same time to another friend. Yeah. But it's sometimes quite hard because sometimes play dates just don't add up sometimes uh, one of the kids doesn't have time or whatever yeah plus you can't split yourself in half either yes and especially with birthday parties is super hard because then they're in two different classes and birthday parties happen and they're invited and then the other one isn't invited that is tricky that happened the first time this year no when yes. they when they split up yes but i'm still happy we did it because i found that they found their own voice a lot more before Willow would hide behind Kira or Kira would hide behind Willow mm. to get things done. Yeah, yeah. So one of them would always speak for the other one. And I didn't really think that would go, you know, that, that isn't really healthy for them to, you know, No, because then they become this one unit yeah. rather yeah. than two people. And they wouldn't let anybody in. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the teachers also said that they said, yeah, sometimes they're playing and kids want to play with them, but they, they didn't do it out of any, you know, bad feeling or anything. They just, they're so in their own world mm. that it's kind of hard for other kids to sometimes get into that circle. Do you think that's going to be easier or more difficult going forward? I honestly don't really know. I hope it's going to be easier because they're going to... They already understand now that they have certain friends that, you know, is that play more with one of them or that they just see more often because they're in the same group yeah. or class um but i hope that the older they get they understand that they have friends that are not gonna add up in one group with them you know so yeah i hope so so the girls are about five and a half now so looking back on on the time what was the most exciting part of having twins like was it early in the beginning like oh now we have two or is it now getting more exciting like oh wow we have these two girls that are very similar on the outside but sort of developing into their own persona i think for me now that they're getting older it's more exciting because as you just said they're two different people but they're still like they have this very very special bond and 
seeing them communicate in their own way and we're completely left out sometimes like so they would make their own jokes their own things and kevin and i have no idea what's going on yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. laughing and they're going on about it and this is a special exciting. sister bond yes yeah. absolutely and this is a this is an exciting time they're also trying right now to figure out how the world works and they explain to each other mm. how certain things work in the world and you know how it is when a kid is mean and what you should do and they really you can they do a lot of role play at home and i listen to it sometimes when i'm in the kitchen cooking and they're playing in the living room and it's really interesting how they you know they have a certain kind of way to look at friendships and social interaction and um, that's exciting. It was, it was, you know, like a baby time was nice and relaxing. Like for me, that was the most relaxed time, even though people wouldn't believe it. But babies, yeah, like they don't... You just deal with it. Yes, and they don't demand anything from you. Right yeah. now, they're quite demanding. They have so many questions. And we're sitting in the car and then they ask me, Mommy, uh, why do old people have a cane or whatever? You know, some like really random questions. Or why is this guy doing that? Or why is the car red? And how do you paint a car? Or, you know, all these kind of things. And they're in the back and they're constantly bickering because the other one wouldn't let the other one talk. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's this interesting interaction that we have right now. And... Um, a new topic as well as death. So uh, Willow tries to explain to Kira and me like, yes, first daddy dies, then mommy dies, and then we die because daddy is the oldest. So Not completely unreasonable. Yeah, but it's super interesting. You know, like they really... And then Kira's listening to it and she might, you know, agree or she's like, no, 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 this is completely different. You know, first whatever who dies. And so it's... It's cool. So like, they find really find stuff out together that way. Absolutely. Interesting. And they have their own reality as well. So. How yeah. about sibling rivalry? Because I remember when um, when Jack was born, Robert obviously knew what it was to be, you know, the only child because mm. Robert was three, and then suddenly Jack was there and he had to share Papa and Mama with a new baby. Yeah. Um, but the girls don't know any better than that. There's always been two of them. But yeah. how, how do they have that same sort of fight for attention? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. I think, I don't know if it's stronger with twins, but they demand time on their own with us. Like, for example, if Kevin comes home and then Kira's talking to him for a while and then Willow comes along and she's like, no, I want to be alone with daddy. My turn. Yes. They're absolutely and absolutely... Um, ruthless that way they they don't want to let the other one in for them it's clear that they're the first one right now and they have to be treated specially or so it's that's challenging i can imagine that it's becoming more challenging now that they become more vocal and, and bigger absolutely and also more physical like yeah. they also push each other out stuff. of the way <laughs> do you for example um plan alone time with them separately so yes, that on, on a Saturday Kevin takes Kira to shopping and you take Willow swimming for example yes we do I think we should do that more regularly now because they're really demanding it yeah but interesting once interestingly once we do that 
they're constantly asking about the other kids. They miss each other. So, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. I go to the library with Kira, and then we're reading books or whatever, and then she's like, so what's Willow doing right now? And where's Willow? And where are we going to Willow? And But it's also a little bit like, what am I missing? Yeah, Is there yeah, yeah, something, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm missing out on? Are they doing more fun things than we yeah, are? Yeah, yeah. So there's a measurement like, oh, we are having level eight fun. Are they also having level eight or is it seven or nine? Because yes. then we have to intervene. Ah, and they're so, wow, like unbelievable. They Once they meet each other again, then they tell each other. They talk if about they it. Had, totally. Nice. And if they had an ice cream or a cookie or where they went. And then they also sometimes want to really make the other feel bad about it. <laughs> that is mean. Yeah, totally. Are they as mean to each other as uh, as siblings are? Mm, I think so. Yeah, well, they're quite... Like, Kira is quite diplomatic, which helps a lot. And Willow... Yeah, she's more... She tries to get her way. And Kira would kind of wiggle around it. So I think it helps that they're not the same way. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to a more practical thing, mm -hmm. money. Yeah. One kid's expensive. Absolutely. Two kids is expensive as well. Yes. Uh, two kids at the same time is even more expensive. Mm. How did you guys deal with that? First of all, it's a myth that you have to get everything double. Yeah. So that's something I really want to you know tell those twin parents out there is don't do it. But you do need more. Because yes. I can imagine you don't need 20 pair of pants instead of 10, but you might need 15. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So double so, is too much, but it is more. Yeah. So what we do is um, with toys and also clothes, um, except underwear, of course, that speaks for itself. We do a mix of new clothes and also secondhand clothing, as well as with, to with toys. If they want something really big, we say, okay, this is for Christmas. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we also ask family and friends like hey uh, do you want to chip in or whatever and then okay. it's one big present for christmas and like it's not like a hundred yeah just not possible yeah and clothing i have no problem whatsoever to go to a flea market and get them good quality secondhand clothes that looks you know still good and yeah. usable i agree with that yeah and that's how we you know wiggle around it with it, you know and then also um Kevin's family, they they love giving clothes, you know, oh, like special great. outfits and stuff. So we tell them, okay, if you want to, you know, for their birthday, whatever, they give them like whole sets. That nice. helps a lot. Yes. And yeah, toy wise, I just believe in the power of recycling. So uh, we don't overload them with toys and we always try to also give things to charity. Yeah. So we can always keep like a... um turn around so we yeah there's get... always something new coming at some yeah, point yes and yeah. also just second hand like there's so many toys out there that people buy and just yeah give away second hand or yeah. just sell it cheaper how about in the beginning because um you say you don't need double uh, which you know clearly is not necessary at this point anymore but for example diapers car yeah. seats all that stuff that's double absolutely so yeah that was I think the starting time when there were babies was probably the most expensive time because yeah. you have to get a double set of bottles. You have to get a lot of diapers. Do crepes. Yeah. Yeah. We tried diaper, you know, the cloth diapers, but they got severe allergic reactions to it. So we couldn't do that. Um, 
milk was so expensive. Like one of those boxes was like 20 euros at that time, yeah. you know, like the normal Nutrilon that you get here. And they both need to eat. Uh, yes, and that, that would go like, oof, in a, a couple of days, you just had to get a new one. Yeah. So it's, it's expensive at the start. Yeah, because yeah, we, obviously, because there's three years between the boys, yeah. if you buy a car seat, by the time Robert's too big for it, Jack can use it. Because mm -hmm. So we only have to buy those things once. Yes. No, for us, it's like, especially with car seats, we, we got new ones yeah. because we didn't know anybody here that we could trust to you With know we didn't seat. know yeah, yeah. yeah that's why we got new ones too but we resell things so these big things like car seats and stuff all of that we sold it again okay so, so once you're done makes... using it it can go away right away uh, yes and enough. that's what we do because otherwise your house is full yeah yeah so um yeah bats we got new but then for example with um like furniture within the room, we had secondhand furniture and all that. Yeah, because it's just too expensive to get everything double yeah. and everything new. And if you have to get things double, we had one giant, uh, like, you know, uh, one of those cribs where they could walk and like a playpen. Mm -hmm. We got one giant one yeah. and that's it. Like, yeah, there's no need for two of those. No. no. Yeah, but some people would do that. Like, really? it's, yeah, because they, I hope I don't know they separate them or something I don't know what what the deal is but hmm. for me it's there was one that's enough and that's it how would you um, when you knew you were having twins and even now I suppose do you subscribe to like forums for twin mothers or something or do you do special research about that or yes um, I'm actually a member of the NVOM that's an organization here in the Netherlands for twin parents. Okay, there's a special group for that. Yes, and they're great. Like they have even, there's Mrs. Dr. Feenstra, she writes about twins. I have a twin book for every developmental phase. And um, it's great. They also have like yearly meetups where all the twins meet. Uh, really? Big Seberger or Efteling or, you know. That's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's like a twin day. <laughs> Wow. That's great. This year we couldn't make it, but we liked it last year. And whenever you have questions, you can call them. I'm even a member of the Facebook group, group and a Facebook group, and then you can just also, you know, ask questions. And it's really nice. Like it's super helpful. Yeah, I can imagine because it's you're all in the same boat. Oh yeah. Because then anything from you know how many beds do I buy to. Uh, which milk powder is the best it's probably easy to ask that absolutely and also you can resell your stuff there nah. and sometimes people would ask you did you have problems with this how is it like a big question right now within the group is should we send our twins uh, to school together like into the same class yes uh, or no yeah. that's a big discussion point some parents are in favor of keeping them together mm -hmm. some parents are like yeah we separate them they're fine and it's a that's that causes some friction i so. can imagine because that's a, an interesting topic actually because you did that last year mm -hmm. um talk us through that how did that go how that process because it yep. was was it initiated by the school or by yourself mm, it was interestingly like in holland they really believe that um you should separate them Okay. in a lot of schools why Be for their own development i think it's for their own what they say is for their own development um also i think it's probably easy for the teacher i don't know they never said that but it is easier for them yeah but i think like mostly what they care about is their individual development 
Yeah, that real that they really become their own person, like we said before. Yes. Um, for me, it wasn't that easy. I was very much like, hmm, really, should we separate them? What were your pros and cons? Why would you not separate them? One of the, like, yeah, arguments in favor was they have more of a security together, you know, they, they belong together, and so on. Now, for context, by the way, this was group one here in the Dutch primary yeah. school system, so that is uh, four years old. Yes, exactly. It's quite early. Yeah. Especially because they're they've been together for four years. Exactly. So that was I think for me it was more of a because I yeah they were born they were in my belly together and that was a weird feeling to separate them. Yeah, the security feeling. It's a security feeling. It's also like they can also stimulate each other. They don't have to hinder each other. You know, all these things. But through the year. What I just said is that one would always behind, hide behind the other. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't really a development we were in favor of. No. We thought, I think that's really going to hinder them. Yeah. And my husband was straight away, yeah, let's put them two different groups. They need their own space and time. And um, we always talk uh, the kids through things, especially when they're this, you know, like, yeah, if they're this life changing let's say like that it's a big change it's a big change and um they were both in favor of getting going to two groups okay. you know that's good but then one day before school started the reality kicked in they, the reality yeah, kicked yeah, yeah. in and they didn't want to be separated anymore yeah but now they're super happy about it. it was just like a little hiccup at the start like they were like no and then i was like yeah sorry now i cannot change it anymore because then the plans are you yeah. know the groups set. are already yeah. set um but yeah they're happy now they love it they love they have their own group their own friends you know they do their own thing but still there's always the comparison. Even though we don't do it, mm -hmm. they always compare everything. What they did you just... do in school today? Who did you play with? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and also like, did you have a birthday party? Like, because there's yeah. these birthday parties, you know, they have like 24 kids now in each group and yeah. there's always something going on. There's a party every week, yeah. Yeah, and then for them, it's like, what? You had a birthday party? I didn't. I and didn't, oh. Yeah, it's really, wow. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That's actually kind of cool. So they still keep a tap on each other that way. Oh, absolutely. Do you think it's um, um, their development? Uh, you said before that they discuss things amongst each other and explain things to each other, how everything works from death to friendships and so on. Do you think that uh, speeds up their development? Because they have two uh, pools of experience to draw mm. from and mm. always. I think socially they're actually quite strong. Okay. Um, they're both quite shy, which... Well, you know, when, when people see them, they wouldn't think they're socially quite far. But I can see it when they're with a group of kids and stuff. They they do figure out things quite fast. Okay. Um, How about physical development? Because I can imagine mm -hmm. when one walks, the other one wants to walk too. Especially because they're yeah. in the same curve, obviously. Yeah, that was actually really fast. And they really, like they used to, when they started crawling, they used to do these... Uh, little races in the hallway. <laughs> I can see who's faster. 
Um, I can yeah. imagine that's actually quite kind of cool because you always have your competition right next to you. Yeah, so it can one, be good and it can be also really frustrating. I think it's both. If it's, one can do it already and the other one hasn't figured it out yet? Yeah, that, that can cause a lot of sadness and tears. And But we try to, you know, talk them through it and say, hey, okay. Like, for example, one physical thing that you, you, you're not in control of it, of course, is losing teeth, you know, the milk teeth. And Kira lost her tooth now like three days ago. And Willow, it's she the, wants sa- to lose it's her the tooth. same tooth yeah. that's wiggly, but uh, it's not out yet. So that was, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, we talk them through it. We say, hey, you're going to be ready soon. It'll you know? happen when it happens. Yeah, but it's it's hard for them. Yeah. Is it, um, do you get some kind of sort of stamp on your forehead? Like, oh, that's Lucy, the twin mom. Yeah. Or are you, because especially now that the girls are in different classes, mm. um, does everybody know that they're twins? No. Or are their parents like, oh, no, you're just Kira's mom? And like, oh, she has a sister. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Or are you often, always the twin mom? Um, often people find out later, but once they find out, find out, they, you know, it's a thing. Like, oh, you're a twin mom. Oh, you know, uh-huh. like, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I remember when I when I was always like running around with them together, like in a buggy, and there were still babies. Uh, people would think, "Oh, wow, how are you handling this?" And it must be terrible. And you know, I'm like, "No, it's not terrible." Not really. I, I would get a bit annoyed at some point because I was like, "How is this so much different to having two kids that are you know like different age?" Or yeah. you still have two kids, like. Yeah, I suppose it's not i mean not having twins obviously I'm, I'm not really sure but i can imagine if you have a kid a year after each other mm. it's effectively the same thing mm. there's just you know a year age difference but you know you're also running around with two kids that are you know in constant need of attention effectively yeah but the twins do draw attention yeah because they look the same they look the same it's like oh are they identical and it's like no they're completely different what look at it <laughs> How, what's what's the dumbest thing people have said to you Oh, well, one of the, like, things that surprised me, I don't know if it's a, it's not a dumb thing, but people would really ask, did you IVF? Like, did you do IVF? Really? That's an interesting uh, angle. It's like, hello, we just met? (laughs) Yeah, really. Like, people I barely knew. Yes. So, (laughs) I was like, I I don't really know if this is any of your business, but... (laughs) No, um, thanks. (laughs) No, thanks. Um... Does it run in, in your family or Kevin's family, by the way? Twins? No. So like, it was a complete... Not uh, identical. Identical twins are actually um, not genetic. Like, that there's no um, genetic component to that. It's actually non-identical twins that run in families. Okay. Um, identical twins are... If you don't have them in a family, they just can happen. It's just like everybody has a chance to have to... Especially it's, the older you get, of course, right? Yeah, so it's just your one in a million shot and you... Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Like, I was 32 when I got pregnant, so I wasn't, like, a geriatric case or something. No. That's what, how they call it here, right? Geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so these things were a bit irritating, like, people asking if I did IVF. It's quite a personal question to ask, and, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people ask if they're have like their own language and stuff but I don't think I didn't really get any super dumb questions or something no I have to be very honest do do most people find it cool it's interesting it's like this 
novelty it's a scary nating thing it's like scary and fascinating mm. at the same time like people are like wow twins oh wow twins you know like it's like wow twins are awesome but on the other hand oh that must be a lot of work and you must be so exhausted and oh you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> we all are yes exactly parents are generally exhausted so that's i don't think that's a very special thing But generally, I get a lot of positives. Like, Kira Willard is super wild, and they run around everywhere, and they, they usually make people laugh. That's good. So, people are not negative about it, yeah. Hmm. They're usually more positive, but also a little bit like, they're always worried about me <laughs> as a mother, or, you know, like, oh, it must be exhausting, and, you know, yeah. You can handle it. I can handle it, yeah. So the girls are five and a half now, as we already said. Um, they're going to go to group two next year of primary school. Uh, what's what's next? What do you see in their sort of immediate future in terms of how they develop as people and how they stay together as sisters? How do you see that playing out in the years to come? Well, I hope that they're... Um, so group two in Holland, just to give a context again, is like still playful. They're playful. starting with a little bit of letters they already did that but more reading and more maths and stuff yeah. it's more play than school school yes and next year actually it's gonna like be really group three will be the school. first school year yeah. yes one thing i hope for them is that both if they have to go to group three if they you know like just progress. go further progress yeah. that both of them can go because if uh, one of them doesn't and the other one does that's Hmm. that will cause friction at friction. our house. <laughs> That's also a thing for context, by the way. Uh, like Lucy said, group one and two in Holland primary school is still very much playing. And at that point, they assess if the kid is ready to move to group three. Mm -hmm. uh, that's in essence, it's age-based. But if the teachers say, hey, listen, it's probably better for uh, a kid to stay in group two for another year, then that is not much of a big deal here. But I can imagine it is a big deal indeed if one moves and the other doesn't. Yes. So fingers crossed that that happens then? Yes. You know, like, I, I would be fine with them saying, hey, I think your kid still has to play a bit more. And, you know, I think that would be okay for me. I don't know if that would be okay for them because they want to be big girls and they just think group three is the the thing that you have to do. Yeah. I hope for them in the future, even being in a regular school system, is that they... Um, Don't take it so seriously. It's in the end, it's also a system. Yeah. And if I see, and if Kevin or I see that the system is not doing them any good, then we also consider, you know, changing it up a bit. You know, like there's a possibility to do a bilingual yeah. um, stream at our school. Would um, you change them? Um, would you change one to a different system or a different school and not the other? Yes. If I see it's more beneficial for one of them to be in another system I would do that and if I see the other kid is fine with the system they're in and is, is growing as you know supposed to be supposed to be like you know okay and then we're just you know gonna to take two different paths yeah so that again cuts back to what you said earlier that they're really individuals and you treat them as such yes That's Absolutely. nice. What kind of advice would you give people that are about to find out that they're going to have twins? Don't panic. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's doable. If I did it, you can do it. Definitely. What's super important is get a support network. Yeah. You know, also 
you know, stay-at-home dads or stay-at-home moms that are like most time of the day by themselves. It's the same for twin moms or dads. Is really, really create a network where you can meet once a week with other moms that have twins or no twins, no twins. doesn't matter, just babies, where you can support each other, talk about how you're feeling, um, drink a coffee, relax, let the babies play together. I think that network is super important. Yeah, you think that's more important if you have twins or yes. the same? Yes, I think it's. Um, I think it's because you feel sometimes overloaded with the double load. I think it's crucial. Yeah. I think with one baby, I'm not saying it's easier, but I say at the start, definitely. There's less workload. It's less workload. Yeah. It's, you know, just physical workload. Yeah. So for me, that was crucial. I found a super nice German group here in Eindhoven and, and those meetings on Friday, we had them at that time, they were on Friday. We would just all meet up and just, you know, be together yeah. for two, three hours. Have an adult conversation as far as possible. Yeah. And if you have family clothes, you know, don't be shy. Ask them for help. My sister, um, she lives close to Amsterdam and she came every Wednesday just to, you know, support me wherever she could and to just hang out with the babies as well. Just it's, it's so important. Yeah. You, you need to be with other grown-ups like very important then as i just said before don't be too obsessed about everything being new and fancy and you know just try to stay also financially sane yeah even though people tell you oh you you know you have to dress them up cute and you know buying double is quite impossible often you know because they yeah. don't have the same time like the same size at the same time no. very often so you know just try relax you don't have to be perfect. You're trying your best. It's, it's, you know, your body is also still healing after birth. Can imagine. That's another thing I want to give to the mothers. It's like, it's going to take you longer than a, than a single mom to be physically okay again. Like also depending if you went through C-section or nat you know, natural birth, it's really. That's also yourself, double the load. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just give yourself time. Like my physiotherapist at that time, told me it's gonna take you one and a half two years until your body is back, back to, to kind normal. of normal mm. you know yeah what kind of um uh advice because obviously you've you know seen your husband deal with the twins mm -hmm. what, what kind of advice would you give a, a father to be of twins support your wife yeah yeah totally like my husband was super supportive he was there from the start he helped with everything he learned everything from scratch, because he didn't have any kids either. No. So um, that's super important. And, and twin dads, actually, to be honest to you guys, you're not going to have any chance to get out of there. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> not to scare you, but if you're a loving dad and you're, you want to be a part in your kid's life, you have to also you know, take the, the load. Yeah, yes. yeah, fair enough. And it's also joy. It's not only work, you know? What, what is the biggest joy? Of having twins is it is it any different than the joy of a parent with one kid i think what i love is that i can i've seen them interact from the start yeah there's this constant interaction since there were babies i think that's the biggest joy i think that's something that you have from day one yeah 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 that's that's the biggest joy 
Did you have the feeling, I mean, you sometimes read about twins that like they have this special bond, like you said a few times. Uh, do you have the feeling they, as babies, they already knew each other? Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Does that does that sort of manifest itself in, in some kind of physical way? Or is it just the way they, they you know, look at each other maybe or, or behave? Well, first of all, of course, as babies, they when they were lying in the playpen together, they would always search each other. They would always, they would never sleep separate. They would always be in the middle of that huge thing. Close to each other. Always, you know, getting closer and then just sleeping next to each other. Because that's what they used to. Yes. In the, in the womb. Mm-hmm. Ah. That's what they did. And they're still together in a room now. I don't know when that will change. So probably someone, someday they're going to say, I want my own room, which is fine. Are you looking forward to that day? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's nice, you know, for them to having like their own little space and privacy. Houses here in the Netherlands are not that big. So you no. kind of have to work with the house. Work with the house and the rooms. Like we have four rooms now. And yeah, we're thinking about changing things up a bit now for them, you know. Do, is, is that going to be the day when they say, okay, let's have separate bedrooms where you go? Well, I wouldn't say my work is done here, but. But you go like, oh, okay, now they have really gone their own direction. Well, I think they're definitely going to go in their own direction anyway. They're going there already now. But I think in a way, they're still going to stay together, even though if they have different rooms. Do you think they're going to, when they say, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, now you know, we're six years old and we're going to separate rooms, ha, 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 and then just end up sleeping together yes. in the same bed anyway <laughs> yeah i think that's gonna happen <laughs> nice i yeah. like that yeah cool uh well i think that was an interesting insight in what it's like to have twins and be a twin mom thank you very much for your time thank you for having me this was very cool hope you guys enjoyed it as well uh as always if you have any kind of positive feedback on this episode feel free to reach out either through the social channels that i put in the description or through the anchor voice messages any negative feedback is going out the window so don't bother uh, Lucy, thanks for being here. Thank you. And Had a great time. Uh, if you guys want to know more about twins, more about Lucy in general, I'm pretty sure we'll have her back on the podcast at some point because there's quite a lot of interesting things going on in that household, uh, whether it's language-wise, development-wise, and Lucy is actually a teacher as well, so that makes uh, for very interesting conversation topics. Yes. So if you want to hear more about Lucy or more about twins, in uh, especially, then do reach out as well. Yes. Thank cool. you. This is it for this episode. I uh, hope to see you guys or talk to you guys again in the next one. Cheers. Okay, bye. Bye.